Jewess, a Jewish woman, patriot, a proud American-born woman who is honored to be a part of the greatest country in the world today. My name is Cindy Gross, and you are joining me to share insights and analysis on today's rapidly shifting world. I welcome you to the Jewess Patriot Show. Featuring exclusive interviews with today's top newsmakers and trendsetters. Remember, you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy to be a part of the show. And now, from our WGBB studios in the tri-state area, also downloaded internationally anytime, anywhere, I welcome you to the Jewess Patriot Show. Hello, and welcome to the Jewess Patriot Radio Show. I am your host, Cindy Gross, today's premier Jewish women activist, proud American, and hoping that we wake up very soon and find a very different world to live in, because every one of us is very concerned about what is going on in our own neighborhoods, our own state, our own nation, and around the world whether or not it's the price of food in your supermarket, the southern border, or the war in the Middle East. As many of you know, I open each and every show with my pearls of wisdom because my Jewish name is Ziesel Peril. And I'm going to open up with this pearls of wisdom that I'm actually going to share with you, not from me, but from a friend of mine who writes for the five towns.com. In fact, she's not only the writer, she is the creator of the newsletter that goes uh, around the world twice a week with updates of news and trends. I like to talk very positively about my religion because I believe, as you know, my idea is You don't have to be Jewish with Cindy to be a part of the show. So I don't really want to put down the Jewish people. However, as an activist in the Jewish community, I have been saying this. I have uh, published articles in various uh, outlets about this topic. But Suri Stern, Suri Davis, Lenore Davis has said it best. The travesty of silence. Who is the new CEO of the Anti-Defamation League? It is no longer a Long Islander, Abe Foxman. It is Jonathan Greenblatt. And many of you have seen Jonathan Greenblatt on the news supporting Israel since the war. But let me tell you something. He and his group are just a growing list that includes UJA, the Orthodox Union, the RCA, the BDA, even ZOA, WZO, Young Israel, Agudath Israel, 
Yeshiva University, Toro, APAC, NORPAC, she writes, and many of our local politicians from both parties. The rabbis tell us that he who remains silent, it is as though he has already given up. News correspondents after news correspondents keep talking about the terror on on college campuses. Uh, Where are the actions, the legislation to combat that? We do see some rallies, but they're not strong enough. And a lot of the rallies we are seeing are thanking people more than saying we are angry that you've let it happen in the first place. The silence is deafening to the Jews of America and particularly New York and even here on Long Island, which is supposedly a safer neighborhood. Yet in our safer neighborhoods this week, we have had uh, people attacked. We've had houses spray painted with swastikas. Uh, even yesterday, I was with somebody who was telling me a story how a young girl was at a local store and someone supporting Hamas uh, took his fingers like a gun and pointed it at her. And she was frightened. Why isn't there more being done? Haven't we learned from the Holocaust? She goes on a long, long, long list of things. But one she does pick up, which is very strong, is that when George Floyd was killed, the local leaders in the five towns in Rockaway, including Orthodox Jewish rabbis and their board members, literally walked arm in arm against bigotry because we as Jews do not stand for any kind of death or torture. And we believed at that time that George Floyd's death was something we should stand with you with the same way we did in the civil rights movement. We have representatives in Congress. We have two senators from New York. Yes, they may make the occasional uh, press conference the soundbite that gets onto every news network. But overall, Jews are scared. And on this show, we're going to be featuring fashions for Israel. Many companies, many influences, public figures are raising funds for these very organizations and for these politicians. And I am telling you right now, it is becoming very, very clear that this is not going to last if you don't start taking action because actions speak louder than words. As I mentioned, one of the actions we are taking on our show is bringing awareness to many in the fashion industry who are supporting Israel. Some of them are even being attacked for supporting Israel. And as one designer said it to me, before I started the campaign, which made me think about the campaign, who wasn't even Jewish. Cindy, I don't believe in the rape of women. The brutal murder of babies with families watching. 
the kidnapping of Holocaust survivors, even though I don't even know a Holocaust survivor. And I don't know much about the Holocaust because I'm not Jewish and I wasn't brought up in a community where the Holocaust was discussed much other than reading Anne Frank's diary. So whatever we can do to work together as a team is strong. And I'm bringing you a fashion designer, an owner of a fashion boutique, and an owner of a fashion app. Because today, fashion overlaps in so many businesses. And so many of you are fashionistas. So let's all be fashionistas for Israel and peace. And may we wake up tomorrow and put on the news and hear that somehow, somewhere, there is not another gun, rocket, murder, rape, stabbing in the Middle East, especially in Israel right now, where Muslims, Christians, Jews, young, old, gay, straight, black, brown, white, whoever you want to be, you're allowed to pray freely, work, have an education, and live in a surrounding with people like you or not like you. We'll be back after this commercial. Hi, my name is Allie Arts. I have been in the beauty industry for over 25 years. I became a salon owner five years ago when I purchased Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. I had a vision to create a warm, welcoming environment where you can have your hair done, meet great people, and leave feeling wonderful about yourself. Unfortunately, as we all know, that is not always the feeling you get when you walk into salons. Often we feel judged, not good enough, and it's just not what it should be. My goal was to take away those ugly bits of the beauty industry. We have a saying hanging on the wall in the salon, surround yourself with beauty and kindness. And we strive to create that environment and ambiance every day. We are a full service salon offering hair, skin, and nail customizable treatments. There is truly something for everyone. We pride on ourselves of having a multi-generational clientele. And the reason behind this is because I've always been a working mom. It has been important to me to be able to utilize my time in a way that I can get all of my services done as well as my family. Welcome back. Joining us now as part of my series of Fashion for Israel is Shani Gross, and she even spells gross the same way I do. So in order to eliminate all the questions of if we're related, because we feel like we've been related, we've actually, in the most miraculous way, (laughs) has been connected at different parties in New York. We were even in an island in another country. We ran into each other. Of the two Americans there, it was two of the gross girls. But anyway, we're here for... Some uh excitement in the fashion industry for holidays. And we also want to find out the trends 
Many of you go on Shani's Facebook and Instagram will recognize the dresses from the department stores. Every major department store sells her, plus many celebrities, many people on the news wear her dresses because they are very stylish and relatable to a working woman, a mother, somebody who celebrates uh, parties and weddings and attends a lot of fundraisers. Shani, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining the mission. And very briefly, tell us your connection to, uh, I guess we are not related, but I think we are kind of from similar European backgrounds. Tell them, I believe you are a child of uh, Holocaust survivors or a grandchild? Grandparents. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go so ahead and tell my, my father's side, I'm South American. I'm Bolivian on my father's side. And my, my mother's side, I am Eastern, you know, I'm a descendant from Eastern European backgrounds. Um, my mother's parents were Holocaust survivors. Um, I've been based in New York for the last many years and had a fashion brand for 28 years making beautiful dresses for women. And your clothing is really beautiful feminine dresses that are uh, cut to enhance a woman's body and beauty, uh, beautiful fabric. look her best, yes. So we, we create fashion that helps a woman look her best, helps a woman feel her best. You know, we feel that women have a very important mission in the world, and we want to put her out in the world looking good and feeling good. And I kind of believe when a woman puts on a dress that, you know, that she feels good in, I, I feel like she can conquer the world. And I know one of the reasons, besides being a proud Jew, that you are so excited to join me and others in this fashion for Israel is that as a humanitarian and as a woman, you were outraged. We discussed this a lot about what happened to women in an age where we are supposed to be fighting for women's rights and children's rights, watching children being burnt and women, teenagers raped just because they were Jewish, is everything against that humanitarian, independent woman, woman business owner, everything that has made you a success and you a voice? Yeah, I mean, you know, absolutely. I mean, seeing all of that is definitely something very hard, especially because we've always had a platform and we still have a platform of inclusivity. And, you know, the belief is that all women are we're all in the same boat. You know, it doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't matter what color you are, what race you are, where you come from, that we're all, you know, we all have the same challenges and we're united in that. And so obviously this is something that's very hard to see, especially in this day and age, especially when so many of the people and the, you know, and the platforms that we support are all about, you know, um, peace. And love and inclusivity. And so, yes, this is definitely something that hits hard and hits home and it's hard to watch. Tell us what you see as the biggest trends for holiday. Ah, trends for holiday. Okay. So I want to say the first trend um, that's happening right now is metallics, gold, silver, anything that sparkles. Um, the other, the other trend that I'm seeing right now is 3D. And specifically, I guess, for our collection, um, we do a lot of things that have dimension and, you know, and it's it, it kind of has this wearable art feel to it. Um, something else that we are doing for holiday, and it's part of our signature collection, it's very much what we're known for, is um, laser cutting, where each of the pieces is hands, you know, laser cut out, the designs are uniquely ours. And 
I want to say that those three are like very strong trends that I'm seeing for holiday. The other big trend, and I think that this is on, you know, a bigger level is really um, dresses that have longevity. You know, I think a woman today, when she's buying a dress, she's buying an investment piece and she wants to know that, you know, that she can wear it long after, you know, her holiday party. So it's really 12 months a year dressing where we're using fabrics that would also work 12 months a year. So if you're investing in a dress that you're able to, you know, to have it the whole year and not have to put it away for the next year. So. Well, you certainly gave us a wide range. And certainly <laughs> if anybody goes to Saks or Nordstrom or Neiman Marcus, they will see your collection there. And exactly. they will see all these trends. Tell me a little bit about, fashion today what you see in the fashion business because you know everybody thinks about Jews and fashion and they think about the Calvin Kleins and they think about the Ralph Lauren's tell us what you see fashion as an industry today and you as a beautiful in case our audience doesn't know she is also a model of her clothes she's been featured (laughs) on multiple magazine covers she's been featured in the New York Times and she works with a lot of accessory brands that uh, want to work with her because the clothes cl- complement their accessories. So if you want to just talk about the industry as a whole, I mean, it is a very tough industry. That's really the truth. Um, it's competitive. You know, you're always needing to come out with, you know, and come out on top with, you know, current trends. And for us, our challenge is always, how do we take a trend and make it wearable and make it, you know, and make it that our customers will relate to it? Um, you know, but in general, there's a lot of competition. Um, you know, I'm an entrepreneurial company and that has always been, you know, there's a lot of highs and lows with, you know, with running a business like that. And I think, you know, the biggest lesson of that is just not let the highs get to you and not let the lows get to you and just know that, um, you know, a, a hard season doesn't mean that that's forever, you know. So being able to roll with the punches, I think, is the, I don't know, the biggest lesson, I think, from our industry really today, because, you know, we're coming out of COVID, which was a really tough time for our industry. Then we went into a very good year. And I think in the last year, it's also been, you know, been been tough with the inflation and now, you know, a war impending and I think, you know, the and and an election coming up. So it's definitely been a struggle. Um, but you know, y- you keep doing what you love. And I absolutely love making women look good and helping them feel good. And it's a passion project. <laughs> Where can our audience reach out to you? Um you can reach out you can reach out to me on Instagram, which is Shawnee Dress dot official um and there you'll be able to see a lot of our fashion um if you'd like to shop our collection that would be uh found on www.shawneecollection.com and i think for your audience we are offering a 20 percent savings off of the collection so you go to our website and then type in your code would be cindy 20 and that would be 20 percent off oh, and, thank we'll you. Be, and we'll also be giving um you know a piece of the proceeds of anything that is purchased towards one of your um, organizations that you are contributing to now. Well, thank you so much for being part of Fashion for Israel. Thank you for sharing my last name, even though you're much, <laughs> thank you. you're much more famous than me with it. <laughs> oh, and, you're fabulous. <laughs> uh, I hope to see you soon in better times. And uh, 
just keep it going because I mean, you have, like I said, you are somebody who inspires people and makes people feel better. And in this day and age, that's exactly what we need. So thank you so much for joining the show. Thank you, Cindy. Hi, this is Ali Arts. I own Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. Self-care doesn't end with a cancer diagnosis. Once a month, Ambiance Salon opens its doors and offers absolutely free salon, spa, and wellness services to anyone currently in treatment. Our program creates a safe environment for our guests to feel comfortable, give space for them to relax, and leave them feeling a little lighter. It is by far my favorite day in the salon. Guests receive haircuts, color, scalp treatments, massage, facials, nail treatments, Reiki, and makeup. We also are able to offer complimentary wigs for because of a generous donation from Rocket and Wrap It Up. If you or someone you know is in treatment and would like to participate, all that is needed is a signed waiver from your doctor. It can be found at mondaysatracine.org. We are currently the only salon in Nassau County to provide this service. Welcome back. If you are on uh, social media, you learn right away who the friends supporting Israel and more importantly, bringing home innocent children and grandmas and grandpas uh, back to their homes, back to their kibbutzes. You find out very quickly. And in the fashion industry, we have a lot of people who aren't Jewish supporting us. You know, during the Holocaust, there were people who weren't Jewish. They were called the righteous among the nations. And we're going to call them righteous among the fashionistas here. Among them is one of the boutique owners of one of the trendiest, hottest boutiques in Miami. Uh, and Christina is joining us now. She is the owner and the uh, creator of a fashion look in Miami that is great for the country from Sophia Cruz. And we are just so happy to have you here, support you, and uh, find out a little bit more about you, your boutique, your designs, and your support for Israel. Hi, Cindy. Good morning. Thank you so much. So I am the founder and creative director of Sophie Cruz Atelier. It's a commerce boutique, which actually started off as a, as a passion project. I've always really enjoyed sourcing um, unique items from around the world, and I realized that I had a bit of a knack for it, so people would encourage me to make a business of it, which is what I did, and it's been growing organically. Um I just started it like probably five months ago, and so far it's going really well. And I carry um, very unique accessories um, as well as clothing. And um, so I think, Cindy, you had reached out to me because I had posted about my support for Israel. And, you know, I, it's 
so nice of you to to draw attention to my boutique because of that. But for me, it was just a very natural. Well, we thank you for your support. And I must tell you, you don't have to be Jewish with Cindy on her show, her audience. Many people are not Jewish. But I will tell you, you don't have to be Jewish to be a part of your boutique and your your customer clientele. We are so happy that uh, we are going to be starting a collaboration, especially with holiday sales. What I love about what we discussed is your personal touch and detail to attention to each and every customer. And they don't have to come into the store. You will talk with them and uh, p- put together different outfits, put together head-to-toe accessories, uh, clothes, from working to work parties to weddings to traveling. People are still living their lives the best they can under the situations. Tell us a little bit about your personal touch and what you are going to be offering for the holiday season. Yeah, so definitely. I think that's part of it that I really started um, helping friends with, you know, finding accessories and sourcing items. So I have taken that on. It's like I, I, you know, I like to communicate with the customers. I like to know what it is that they want. I'm constantly asking for feedback on what customers want to see more of. Right now we have these gorgeous um Accessories, including clutches in like metallic green, metallic gold, metallic red that are just absolutely gorgeous for the holidays. I have statement earrings that sort of just add like a little bit of oomph to any outfit. So I have a lot that um, you get that will elevate any outfit. So that's sort of the like that was my take on, um, I guess, on why I was doing this was just elevating your outfit with excessively priced but very gorgeous accessories. And what I also love about your boutique is that you dress all ages. You dress 20-year-olds and 70-year-olds. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not a child, and so I, you know, I, but I love fashion. And I think that a lot of what we carry can be worn by anyone. Again, a lot of it is like accessories, so things that my mom would wear, that I would wear, that a 20-year-old would wear. It's all very translatable, and it's, um, yes, on SophieCruzAtelier.com. I'm also on Instagram at SophieCruzAtelier, and there you can see um, some of the items that we have for the holidays. I also carry, like, beautiful party dresses with ostrich feather details. Um, I love to dress, I personally love to dress up, so I love items like that that are just, like, very special. Um, yeah. And also what I love about... Uh your uh personality that comes through in your clothing is that you tell us a little bit about your background because you also have another full career i do i'm a lawyer and i've been in the entertainment industry practicing for about 15 years so i've always been in tv and now i work for the world's largest streaming audio company as an attorney and I do, I love my career. I'm passionate about it, but I also really always loved fashion and decided to start this, this passion project, which has been taking off organically. Um, first starting here 
in Miami through friends and word of mouth. And now I see that people are, you know, I think people probably ask somebody, oh, where do you get that question? I'll be getting orders from around the country, people that I don't know. So I haven't even been really like advertising the business yet. It's just been growing very organically. And we're so happy. And we're so happy that you're going to be including our radio show as part of your uh, extended team here so that people in New York can share in all the goodies that are in Miami. As many of you know, if any of you watch reality TV, the real um, Housewives of Miami is a real right now. It's the hottest show, I think, of the uh, the series of uh, cities that they do. And one of the reasons is the clothing and so much of it looks like it comes out of your store. And if it's not out of your store, then it's the same brands that you are selling. Yeah, I think Miami definitely is um, a, like kind of a place to be right now. It has, we have like our own unique stuff to fashion. Obviously, it's warm all, all year round. It's such an international community of people from all over the world. Obviously, Latin America, but Europeans, Americans from all over. So there's like, I think, a very special flair to Miami fashion as well. And I think that comes out in some of the colors that I choose and some of the styles that I select for the site. Have you received any backlash for supporting Israel so publicly on your social media? I have. I've had people unfollow me. I've had people insult me. I've had many people try to educate me on the history of the region. And I will say, I have a sense of the history of the region. But for me, not that that was irrelevant on October 7th, but I also have enough understanding of international law to know that what happened on October 7th was not just illegal and wrong in the eyes of the international community, but completely immoral. And so I, I, I it's been hard because I don't want to, you know, it takes a lot of mental energy to argue with people online and receive these insults, but that's, I guess that's to be expected. Well, uh, we're just so honored that you want to stand with Israel, stand out in the fashion community, and be a part of the Jewess Patriot uh, radio show. We're going to be doing some special things for the holidays. We want people to feel during these hard times as best they can to enjoy the holiday season. They are going to be giving gifts. We want them to feel safe shopping, and they want the, we want competitive shopping, and we want people to shop. Uh, at stores like yours that offer personal service and that support Israel. And when you talk about Israel, and like you just said, it's really supporting American values, democracy. So many people from where you are from understand that better than so many others around the country. Yes, exactly. Tell us again where we can find you. Sorry? Tell my audience again where they can reach out to you. Yeah, so my Instagram is Sophie Cruz Atelier, and it's spelled Sophie is S-O-P-H-I-E-C-R-U-Z Atelier, and the website is also SophieCruzAtelier.com. Thank you so much for your support of Israel, your support of my show, your support of Fashions for Israel, and I can't wait to share in upcoming shows some of the trendiest, newest fashions that everybody is going to want. Christina, thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Thank you so much, Cindy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, 
this is Allie here from Ambiance Salon in Hewlett. Let's talk holiday. Now, if you don't know this, we take our holidays very seriously here at the salon. Until the end of the year, it is time to upgrade your hair wardrobe. We are offering 10% off of all hair. Now we're talking K-tip extensions, sew-in, clip-ins, toppers, all of it. We'll also be hosting some amazing events, Botox, Client, client Appreciation Day, uh, with loads of giveaway raffles. We'll have some exclusive specials where you buy a gift and receive a gift um, the last week in November. You can check out all of this on our social media. Cindy will be mentioning it on the radio, and I hope to see you at the salon. Welcome back. I am so excited when I said I wanted to do Fashion for Israel that people from all aspects of the fashion business reached out and were so enthusiastic about participating. And joining us now from Israel, from Tel Aviv, and you've seen Tel Aviv in the news a lot lately, uh, is one of the creators of a fashion app that is making headlines around the world, especially through social media, as they are actually leading the voice of those who support Israel and Israeli designers and Jewish designers. We have with us today Gal Aharon, and she is one of the creators of Olay Fashion App. It is an on-demand fashion app that lets you shop at luxury item stores and gets your order to you in about an hour or less than an hour, 50 minutes, they let you try on while the messenger waits and returns items you don't want immediately. Their goal is to build a logistic service that replaces global shipments, warehouses, and trucks with a messenger on a bicycle that disrupt the fashion industry with on-demand delivery and returns just like Uber did for transportation and DoorDash did for food. Olay operates in New York City. They've been featured in the New York Post. Great article. I advise everybody to follow up on. And they work with brands like Simkai, uh, Retrofait, and they carry brands like YSL and all the labels that you want. Thank you so much for joining the show, Gal. Thank you so much for having me, uh, especially during this uh, difficult time. The support from everyone in the community has just been really amazing. So tell us a little bit. I mean, your uh, idea is revolutionary. Of course, so right. many of the revolutionary ideas that come out of Israel, including those that Hamas is using right now to tell their story. But uh what really impressed me is that where Jewish designers, models, uh, businesses, boutiques have been targeted on other outlets, they now have a place to go to sell their goods. Tell us some of the things you have seen since the war. Yeah, I think it's been um, just a really crazy time, you know, uh, seeing all the hatred on on um 
Jewish uh, communities and businesses. It's just been crazy. And um, I have to say, though, that um, it was really surprising to see um, that some of the biggest fashion groups were um, banning Israeli designers for speaking up uh, in their voice about Hamas. And so that was a bit disappointing. And so when we saw that, you know, it was disappointing for us as Israelis to see other companies are banning Israeli designers. Um, and we really believe everyone should have a voice. You know, I tell people this really isn't something that developed a month ago. This has been brewing for a long time. And I have been warning people that we will be living or, you know, in pre-Holocaust times. I remember I did a lot of work during the uh, first discussions with the Iran nuclear deal when I brought this up. And one of the things I kept telling people is go to your stores and ask for the products that come from Israel or are with Jewish designers. What I love about your app is that you are introducing people to a whole new generation of Jewish fashion. When people talk Jewish fashion, they're still talking 40 years ago with the Calvin Kleins and the Ralph Lorenz. And uh, they don't understand that Israeli fashion is really now so recognized. And it's not just Israeli fashion. It's Jewish designers internationally. I mean, the Tel Aviv uh, fashion show is one of the most revered in the world. And people mm-hmm. from all over come to it. So tell us what you are seeing as it relates to what I just said. Right. So first of all, um, Orla is a, is a home to all of the designers, Jewish, Israeli, non-Israeli, everywhere, uh, that are based in New York City. Uh, so the idea of Orla is actually to give voice, um, for the end stores. So your local store, your local designer store it could be the designer itself. It could be the multi-brand store that sells different designers. Um, and then allow them to reach customers all over Manhattan and, and the suburbs around it, um, and really bring the store experience to them. So it could be any designer or any local store in New York. Um, and it's, it, for us, it's really amazing to see how collaborative the stores are on one side and how people really want to shop locally. You know, people want to buy at the local designer store. They want to empower the businesses around them being Jewish or not Jewish, but being, you know, supportive of the businesses in their own city, in their own neighborhoods without having to like shop, you know, from, from abroad. Well, retail shopping is going to change for many reasons. Uh, people fear going to malls. People also, um, the retail space has gotten so expensive. Many stores have to close. So on one end, you have the very high-end boutiques mm-hmm. that have endless security. And even people are afraid to go there because there are so many issues right now. And then you have the other um, the other option of Amazon and stuff. And I like the fact that you offer options because a lot of people now, you know, they don't want monopolies. They like the right. idea of competition and right. you offer that competition. Right. You can buy anything from, you know, from Ola. It could be your denim jeans or the the dress you need to go out on a date um and yeah we you've seen it since covid the sales in the stores have been going down because people are not so excited about going to the stores now it's peaking up again but not as it was before covid um so people are looking for solutions and 
the online solutions that are today are not so good, right? Because you get the items, you're not sure what you're getting, how the size is, how the fit is. And so the idea of order is to bring the store experience that you're missing today because you actually like to feel the product, to feel, you know, how it will look on you and try it out. Just bring it to your home, your office, sitting friends. Tell us a little bit about what you see in fashion trends. What are people buying online from you? Right. Um, so what, I think what are the designers that are really getting a lot of requests? Um, I think what's really amazing to see, um, is that people, especially in New York, are excited to go back to events because, you know, we're saying people are not going as they did to stores, but they are going as they did before COVID to events. So a lot of people are buying event wear and dresses and heels and bags, like to go out. People are just wanting to go out again and celebrate. Uh, somehow in this difficult time, but still people, you know, want to, to, to feel, to go out, to have fun. Uh, we've seen amazing designers like Simkai and Retrofit that have amazing, uh, evening wear. They're being sold very nice on the app and, uh, the partnership has been amazing. Yeah. So you just mentioned two designers. I was going to ask you any right. designers in particular. And, I would love, like you brought up before, mm-hmm. non-Jewish, because we have many non-Jewish uh people in the fashion business that are joining fashions for Israel because they, first of all, they live in a community where they have many Jewish customers. Mm-hmm. They live in communities where their families interact with Jewish families, and they don't like when they see women being raped and babies being butchered to death. So their, their claim, you know, their call is to stop vicious, radical terrorist crime. So, I mean, it's great. Who are some of the non-Jewish people that are supporting you that work with you? I, we have a lot of um, of partners uh, that are non-Jewish. Um, actually, we have a lot of designers. We have C New York, which are amazing designers. Uh, a, a, you know, a, a really amazing boutique with evening wear that has been really great to shop at. Um, and so I really, I really think it's about the designers themselves and the small boutique stores to, to empower them. Tell us a little bit about your background. How'd you get into this? All right. So, um, I started Ole. Uh, it's my second startup together with my two co-founders, Alon and Omer. We're best friends. It's actually our second startup. Um, and the idea of Ole came from my partner's wife. Um, when we were ordering Uber Eats and had this aha moment, how come you can order everything on demand made to order It fashion still takes like three to five days to arrive. Um, and then we're like, Oh, okay. There's, there's something here. Um, and we started Ole, um, here in Tel Aviv. It grew like wildfire. And then we went into Y Combinator in the U S and understood we had to open in New York, which is the biggest fashion capital. I'm a mother of two, which is also um, interesting, two girls, two small girls. Um, and yeah, our passion is for consumer and tech products. Do you offer for your daughters uh, clothing as well? And, and So we don't fashion? have kids clothes yet. And maybe that's good because that would be addicting to order for my girls. You always like buying for your girls. Uh, but yeah, we don't have that yet. We will probably in the future. How can our audience reach out to you? Yeah, so go to our website, oleshop.com, um, download the app, tell us what you think. I'm more than happy to bring more designers on board. 
um, and more stores, multi-brand stores that are in Manhattan. It will be really great to connect um, and tell us what you think. Gal, thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. Thank you so much for your work. And I uh, am very excited not only to be uh, participating with you in this program, but to be a client and customer as well. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining the Jewess Patriot. You too. It was great. Thank you for having me. Hi there. My name is Sid Mandelbaum, and I'm the founder of Rock and Wrap It Up. We're an anti-poverty think tank that over the years have fed over 1 billion people and have also written laws so that uh, federal governments and states can uh, acquire food from uh, federal and state agencies. We would need your help for a couple of things. First, uh, we have a very robust program in schools and we teach students how to save food and then give it to people that are at risk in their communities. We also need uh, interns to help us with our advocacy work. And if you're interested in doing any kind of reaching out to governments, we could help you uh, with laws that we've written to get them passed. Thank you so much. You could reach us at uh, 1-877-691-FOOD or just call uh, 516-295-0670. Thank you so much. Welcome back. What a powerful show about fashion. And you could be a part of Fashion for Israel by contacting us through any of the social media outlets you find Cindy Gross or WGBB Radio. Or you can reach out through our website, cindygross.com. We will be happy to include you and we are going to have many other shows featuring Fashion for Israel. I'm going to close with another pearls of wisdom. And that is taking care of yourself and a preview of what's coming in November. Many of you keep asking, what can you do? You are in troubled times. You are angry and frustrated. The best thing you can do for yourself is take care of yourself to remain strong positive, realistic, educated, and to be a force to be reckoned with in a positive way. So we're going to bring you a series on self-care is not a luxury, but a necessity, representing local and national figures to make you the best you for a great holiday season considering the circumstances and the times we are living in. And I just feel playing music at every uh, ending doesn't really do justice to the times we live in. I want to talk to you about getting involved in the simplest ways. It doesn't take a lot of money or a lot of time. We in Judaism learn to do what's called mitzvot, or good deeds. 
And the simplest good deed could be picking up a phone and calling a stranger in your neighborhood and asking them if you know they can't get food, get them food. If you're not religious, take a step to become more religious. If you see something, report it. Call your local police stations. You're paying with your tax dollars for their salaries. If you don't want that, it's election time. You must go and vote. You must vote for people that support American and America first values. And I don't mean that as Republican or Democratic, although I do lean one way. I mean it as common sense so that people of all ages and backgrounds can work, can walk, can go to do leisure activities in a safe environment. There is no reason that anybody should have to feel scared to walk in a local park on Long Island, in New York, or around the country. I want to end today's show with a prayer. It is something that Jews say, but it really relates. I usually say it in Hebrew, but we're going to say it in English so that people know and understand what we say when we say this. It is a prayer for the soldiers and for those who are missing during this time of war, those who were taken hostage for no reason other than being Jewish. He who blessed our forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, may he bless the fighters of the Israeli Defense Forces who stand guard over our land and cities. Of our God, from the border of the Lebanon to the desert of Egypt and from the Great Sea unto the approach of the Ahava on the land, in the air, and on the sea. May the Almighty cause the enemies who strike against us to be struck down before them. May the Holy One, blessed is He, preserve and rescue our fighters and our hostages from every trouble and distress and from every plague and illness. And may He send blessing and success in their every endeavor. May He lead our enemies under our soldiers' way and may he grant them salvation and crown them all with glory and victory. And may there be fulfilled for them the verse, for it is the Lord our God who goes with you to the battle, your enemies for you, to save you. And we talk about enemies and battle, and I want to bring up something that I don't see or hear much about. Israel is just the scapegoat and the first step. The real war is against Western civilization and the superpowers of America, NATO, and anybody that believes in a free democracy, freedom of education, freedom of business and entrepreneurship, freedom of faith, family, and the basic rights of living in a civilized society. If any of you study history, factual history, or know what went on during biblical times, 
times like these we've unfortunately seen before. But I guess we haven't learned the lesson enough. When are we going to finally learn the lesson? And when are we going to have peace in the Middle East and peace around the world? We, the children in Israel, are going through very sad, scary, and difficult times. We wanted to ask you for only one thing. I will see you next week. We have an incredible Veterans Weekend celebration. See you then. Thanks for watching The Jewish Patriot Show with Talk Radio's premier Jewish activist, Cindy Gross. Be sure to download Cindy's next program as well as previous ones available internationally on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and in Israel on Jewish Podcasts. See you next time on The Jewish Patriot Show.